Hello there and welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. This is Monday. It's the beginning of a new week of the program. And I want to let you know something. I am doing something on today's show. I've never done this before. Actually, there's two things. Since we instituted this daily Monday through Friday five-minute podcast, I've never done either of these things before. Number one, I'm re-recording this. I already had this recorded for today. Um, but in light of a few things that have happened since Friday, I, I felt that it, I need to say things differently. I've had a, had time to reflect on the Supreme Court decision and some other things, and where do we go from here? And the other thing I'm doing today is normally this is five minutes. I think we may go 10 today or a little more than five. So I hope you bear with me because I think this is important. It's really worth um, it, what I have to say. I feel that I just have to I have to say so. Hang in there with me. I, I wanted to share my thoughts on Friday's Supreme Court decision, essentially overturning Roe versus Wade, and, and to give you my thoughts. Now, obviously, as someone who is pro-life, who believes in what the teaching, the teaching of the Catholic Church, that abortion is intrinsically evil, meaning it's always wrong, this is a time to rejoice. I certainly understand that this does not make abortion non-existent. But it is a step, and it will save lives. So for that reason, I rejoice. I really do. And I am so excited, not just for for the lives of the those those babies who will be spared, but for um, for all of those people who have tirelessly worked through the years for the cause of life. I've known many of them uh, over the years who have just been so dedicated to getting the pro-life message out there. and this is a, this is a huge victory for them. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a time to, to rejoice and thank God for, for allowing this, this decision to come down on Friday. Now, with that being said, I put something positive up on, on Facebook on Friday, and I did, I did get a message from someone who said pretty much, I, Gary, I, I disagree with, I see, and it, it was written very respectfully, so I'm thankful for that. Gary, I disagree with what you're saying. And there, were, there was a lot to it, but essentially, you know, we need to do more. If we're going to be pro-life, we really need to be more than anti-abortion. We need to help women who are in a difficult situation, who may consider they don't have an alternative other than abortion. We need to speak out on other matters regarding life. And, and, and I agree with that. I, I do absolutely agree with that. On the other hand, y- you know, the... This particular message, and I believe me, I understand this position as well. This particular message said that there are times when a woman's health may be in jeopardy if they if she carries her pregnancy to full term. But here's the deal. Now, th- this is why, and I, but I understand this. I, I really do. Never having been in this situation, my my twin daughters, Mary and Elizabeth, who are 24 now. They were given a 10% chance of being born alive. They had a rare condition called twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. Their lives were very much in danger during my wife's pregnancy. However, Eileen, my wife, her, her life was never in danger. So it wasn't a matter of saying, okay, you're going to have to make a choice, Gary. Do you trust God and let the babies let her pregnancy continue or, and again, this was not my situation, but there are people who possibly are in this situation who have to make the choice. The pregnancy can possibly hurt the mother's chances for survival. 
And oftentimes, or sometimes, it's recommended that the pregnancy be terminated or she has an abortion. So so here's, and while being sensitive to that, and I, I really am, I, and I, I understand that these are tough decisions because they require radical trust in God's providence. Here's what I believe, and here's why I'm glad I believe what I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ founded a church. I love Jesus. Jesus saved my life. He really did. I ignored him for years. But I have come to know and love Jesus Christ. I believe he founded a church. And I believe that he speaks both through his church and through sacred scripture. That's a Catholic teaching. I believe that wholeheartedly. Do I always understand why he does what he does, why he says yes to some prayer requests, why he says no to others, why he puts us through very, very difficult situations? Do I understand that? Not always. Many times not. Because that's, you know, he's God. I'm, I'm not. And I, and I understand that. So, and I accept that. I accept that by faith. Doesn't mean I don't complain a little bit, but, or sometimes a lot, but I, I do understand that. If the church founded by Jesus Christ, tells me that it is always evil to procure or to aid in procuring an abortion, then I'm okay with that, and I will go by that. And I can't say, obviously, I'm not in this situation, but if it was my wife's life in danger, I would pray that I would abide by the teaching of the church. I mean, that's what I would say now. I would certainly hope that if I was in that situation, I would do that. But unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because it's hard for control freaks like me, but doing so requires complete trust in, in, in the Lord. And in, in a certain sense, I have been asked to do that over the past 10 years in full-time ministry. I've had to choose to trust the Lord. I've had to choose to possibly get my family mad at me. You know, they were they were on board with a lot of this, but... When the times got hard, when the money was really drying up, my wife struggled with this, and it was challenging. And she never said, "Don't do what you're doing full time. Don't stay in full time ministry." But there were there was tension there. So I, I know what it's like to radically trust in the Lord when it's not easy, and it's not a not a good feeling. But this is what we are called to do, and that's why it's such a blessing that as Catholics we have this body of teaching which is clearly listed or defined in the Catechism of the Catholic Church and in other sources. But the Church does teach things such as abortion is evil. The people who have the abortion are evil. The act is evil. And there's no justifiable reason for an abortion. That's the Church teaching, and I personally am okay with that. So that's why I rejoice when Roe v. Wade was overturned, because this is a step in the right direction and lives will be saved. And I say this, and I believe this, not so much because this is the opinion of Gary Zimak. This is the teaching of the church, and it is my prerogative to either agree or disagree with the church. And I agree with the church. You know, I I don't speak out a lot about these issues, such as pro-life issues. I do it periodically, but it's not the main focus of my ministry. There are plenty of people doing a great job standing up for life, upholding the teaching of the church. But I I, want to make it clear, and I want to use this show as as a way to make this clear, because if you read my books, it is in the books. I, I don't talk about it all the time. I talk about how Jesus 
can help us to overcome the anxieties of life and how a relationship with him can develop. But I make it clear that I believe 100% that he founded a church, and I believe in the teachings of the church. And that's what drives everything I do. It drives my ministry. It drives what I do in life. So now that that's been said, now I said I had a couple of days to digest what was what's taken place since Friday. It's amazing. In his providence, the Lord has sent me different people. I, I saw a, another message on Facebook from somebody who I really respect saying that, okay, now that this decision has been made, there are a lot of people who are hurting right now. And they are not evil people. They are people who are hurting. They could do evil things. Yes, people can do evil things. But God created us all good. And we have to, as Christians, and I'm not saying this is easy. It's not. As Christians, we are called to love. And and look, I'm just putting this out there. This might not be the popular position, but I've had ch- a chance to think about this, and I've been hearing this a lot. I've heard different sermons and homilies from priests and different preachers and over the past couple of days and various posts, and the message seems to be clear. There's a lot of division right now. And us who feel like we've won a victory, a pro-life victory. We have to remember that pro-life does mean more than being anti-abortion. It means taking care of those who are cast aside, those who feel alienated, women who may find themselves in a situation where they believe that there's no other choice but to have an abortion. And now they are told or they believe that their, their access to abortion may be limited. And it remains to be seen. It's not like it's being illegal, but whether or not it's being eliminated or restricted, the fact that a woman might be in a position to feel that she has just lost an option when she may have considered it to be her only option, I think as a Catholic Christian, I need to, to at least put myself in her shoes and realize she could be hurting. And I can't just say, just that's tough. Get to get over it. No, that's not what we're called to do. And, and and this is why I want to share this with you. In the gospel from Sunday's Mass, it's Luke chapter 9. Listen to this. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. So what he's doing is making that conscious choice. He's heading to his death now is what he's doing. But listen to this part. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there. But they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. Samaria, the Jews and the Samaritans, they hated one another. And many many Jews would not go through the Samaritan villages on their way to Jerusalem. That was the direct route because they didn't want to get involved in dealing with these people. Not Jesus, though. Jesus went right through this Samaritan village. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. So, so the thing is, and this is not the only time this occurred, Jesus did not avoid people who might not like him, who might not want to hear his message, who might be angry at him. In the same way, and and then this gospel goes on to talk about the call to discipleship, and I'm not going to get into it all, but if you've heard it, you you know what the, what the Lord is saying. It's Luke chapter nine, verses fifty one through sixty two, and essentially Jesus, the call to us as disciples, as Christians, is follow me, 
follow me. Meaning not just walk behind me, Jesus says, but follow me, imitate me, let yourself be turned into me. That's the, the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, to transform people like me, weak people like me, into Jesus. That's a lot of work for the Holy Spirit, but that's what I am called to do. Therefore, I am called, whether I like it or not, to think, to speak, and to behave like Jesus. Jesus didn't avoid people, even if they were nasty to him, even if they disagreed with him. Now, there's a point where you're not going to keep knocking on a closed door. He did say, shake the dust from your feet, but we still have to reach out and find a way, if possible, to show love to people who might hate us, to who disagree with us. Because that's the only way we're going to see an end to the division we see right now in this country and in the world. So I wanted to share that with you. We're going to go a little over th- 10 minutes. We'll probably be closer to 15 today on the program. Then I'm going to cut it there. I, I wanted to just sit down with you because you and I, we know one another. We, 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 we're on this journey together. And I wanted to let you know that initially on Friday, I was annoyed. I, I was gloating a little bit because being on the side of uh, the, the losing side, if you want to call it that, for so many years and feeling like, oh, what is going on in this world? The murder of the unborn. It's like all of a sudden you, you sense you get some somewhat of a victory. And there's a tendency, like it's your sports team, to gloat a little bit. And when, when, when I started seeing these responses from people who are unhappy, who are angry, who are filled with hate and despair, whatever, because of Friday's decision, people who are not happy, my initial reaction was, ah, tough, tough. Now you know how it feels, but that's not, that's not what the Lord wants me to do. So on one hand, I still rejoice. There was a victory won for life. And I will continue to uphold whatever the church teaches. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. You know? But in the meantime, I, and I'm going to extend the challenge to you as well. As Christians, we are called to love even those who hate us. Let's make it a point to do that. Let's try. Can we try? That's what Jesus wants us to do. So let's pray for people on the pro-abortion side. Let's pray for their conversion of heart. But let's also pray that they can find some peace because they're not happy right now. And let's let's do what we can to help these women who are in a, a who who are dealing with a pregnancy that they didn't plan on and who don't know where else to turn. There are plenty of pregnancy centers. This has been ongoing for a long time. Catholic and Christians alike have been supporting these women. If we can get involved, let's do it. Let's help. Let's put our money where our mouth is. You know, it's pro-life is more than just being anti-abortion. Pro-life means treating everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they believe, with dignity. That doesn't mean we condone sinful behavior. That's not what that means. It means treating people with dignity. It means praying for them, being kind to them, and not avoiding them just because we don't want to hear what they have to say. All right? So, hey, listen, thanks for thanks for indulging me, for, for spending a little more time with me than normal today, but I thought it was important that I said these things. You're fantastic. I really appreciate you uh, hanging with me here and you know I'm just going to continue to let the Holy Spirit work on me and sometimes I have to just take a step back and say you know what Lord I I could do better I think you're expecting more from me and I, I really think that's how he spoke to me this weekend I pray that you're doing well if you want to write to me Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address 
And again, thank you so much for, for putting up with me as I talked a little bit longer today. We'll be back to the regular five-minute format today. I thank you for listening. May God bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Talk to you next time.